Hello everyone, it's great to have you back on Couples Connect. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to my podcast and share with your contacts as well. In this episode, I will be discussing Ready, Set, Marry, Part 2. Ready, Set, Marry, Part 2. So this is a continuation of the conversation on marriage readiness, which I started in the last episode. In the last episode, I discussed the need for preparation and discussed two of the five areas of maturity every individual should endeavor to develop. Kindly listen to it if you are yet to do so. I am sure you would be glad you did. In this episode, I will discuss the other three areas of maturity I will also discuss some reasons not to marry someone. Okay, some reasons you should not marry someone. So the next uh, area of maturity we have discussed, we have discussed emotional maturity and physical maturity. So we continue with financial maturity. Financial maturity deals with having the right mindset about the making keeping and handling of money okay so knowing that you have to make money uh, before you can own it and then you have to keep or invest and you have to know how to manage your spending okay it has to do with being willing to save based on the understanding of compound interest the so making money for oneself no longer solely depending on someone for money needs spending on things that add value all these things show someone's level of uh, financial maturity okay if someone still just spends for spending sake they it, it shows their level also okay financial maturity also involves taking informed decisions about money and being willing to move on when you make money mistakes, you don't make mistakes concerning money and then you continue to whine over it and just to learn from that and move on. It also has to do with believing in yourself and continuing to take steps towards personal financial improvements until you attain financial independence. It's, it, it includes finding out what you are made of and knowing that you make money by adding value to others and then a value comes back to you knowing that stealing begging are not the best ways to make money and they are not the right ways to make money you need to add value to others okay being able to check greed and accepting contentment and frugality as values that are useful in making money financial decisions so some of these things are uh, attitudes that need to be developed and they show financial one's level of financial maturity okay mental maturity is the next so mental maturity is when a person has come of age in their mind and feelings they do not let their emotions run away with them you know you are able to engage your mind properly 
okay they can process things that happen in life okay deal with those things and move on that someone is level-headed you hear somebody talk about this person is level-headed it's not not just academically brilliant but also understands that there is a way to view things okay in a matured manner they don't make rash rash decisions so, so that's mental maturity is developed through social interactions like travels the more you learn about things about environments you know to um take the right kind of decisions when you belong to groups and associations as well as schooling um it should mean that an adult has got some level of education some level of education so education at this level is not just about reading and writing that's part of it but you're not just about that we just mentioned travels travel is part of education okay is someone that said the world is like a book and those who don't travel read only one page that's St Augustine's quote of many years ago okay so education is just beyond uh, knowing how to read and write Okay, so but developing the mind is mental maturity. Developing the mind to accommodate, be able. You know, I responded to a question somewhere some years back. Someone said, "Hmm, you use your mind well." You know, so that kind of a thing, being able to use your mind to interpret situations and take the right decisions. Okay, then the the next one, which is now the fifth one is this spiritual maturity and spiritual maturity deals with acknowledging the existence of a higher power over the affairs of life knowing that there is power that is beyond you that actually is controlling the universe the, the life that we live okay the individual has faith in this power greater than himself and that power is god knowing that acknowledging that there is the existence of god and that god is greater than human beings and if i he made human beings and every other thing so the person trusts in god and walks in his righteousness taking their cues of decisions for right and wrong from what god has said that is spiritual maturity not just feeling like whatever i like to do is what i do and things like that and all that okay the person walks in line with the dictates of god's kingdom he feels himself an organic part of mankind as a whole contributing his part to each group as a member of the the group a member of this world of this earth that you have a part to play you know that there is something in you that god has deposited there's a part of god in you that used to influence your world this person obeys the strict sense of uh, the golden rule love your neighbor as yourself so, so love is very important in the life of someone spiritually mature it's love god is love and if we acknowledge that god exists then we walk like him this person um is passionate about shining light the light 
of God wherever they are. Okay? So these five areas of maturity are important for everyone to develop because when we are talking about getting ready for marriage, these areas of maturity help to show that this person is actually um, mature to take this kind of decision and move on with it. Okay, like I said, it's a progressive thing. You don't have to have gotten to the highest level of these maturities before you now look for someone to marry, but that the two people are people who are on that journey of excellence, knowing that these areas are important. And it, the, the, the likelihood of making a good marriage is uh, higher than when people are just, are just not um, taking all these things into consideration. So let me just um, talk about this before I get off this episode. There are scenarios in your marital decisions you should not um, decide to get into marriage if you have such scenarios. And also the fact that someone has developed themselves in these areas of maturity and felt convinced of readiness for marriage is a first step. So you, you, you believe you are, you are mature in these areas. That's a first step to preparing to marry. The other important task is uh, being aware of some of the scenarios within which you shouldn't get into a marriage relationship with someone. You know, because some of those scenarios, those scenarios could lead to the disaster in marriage. Okay, I would therefore encourage that we avoid marriages based on those scenarios. The first one, desperation. Okay, so desperation is deciding to marry someone because either you or the person is desperate about getting married and that's not a good foundation for marriage that will thrive. A marriage that will thrive should not be based on desperation. So desperation sets in when someone is under pressure by reason of age uh, or demands by family and friends. Okay, when are you getting married and things like that? Because you hear you get, get hearing that from family members and friends, and then you just ah, be under pressure. And then oh, the age. So the person could also be under pressure by themselves because their younger ones are married before them. So you're just feeling like ah, I just I need to marry you. I need to marry my sister. My brother is now married. Therefore, uh, my this, the, my younger ones are already married. Therefore, I must marry. I must marry. Okay. Desperation clouds certain level of reasoning such that the person is not able to adequately consider issues around the other person's life. Okay, so there is also a high tendency that you end up marrying an, an equally desperate individual whose motives are wrong. Okay, and such union would likely hit the rock. Okay, by having constant quarrels, regrets, and possibly separation along the line. So, desperation is not a good foundation for marriage. If you discover that you're desperate, calm down first and think about it properly. Get guidance, get counsel, and then you can now be thinking about getting married. Another scenario is marrying someone out of pity. It's a situation where someone marries the other because they did not want to hurt their feelings. They were possibly close from childhood, you know, but they lack values that make them compatible for each other in marriage. But because one or both of them are so used to each other and 
they are not willing to step out and be available for their right kind of marital relationship. They're just heading to marriage, believing that they were meant to be. I mean, we have been childhood friends. So we are really close. And, uh, but you know that there are some things about this person you really don't cherish. You know, but because you have been so close to this person, you, you don't think that you could step away and and have yourself available for some other persons that would match your values. You just get into marriage with the person. You know, the relationship is filled with denials, you know. You see realities, you deny them and, you know, you just end up enduring the relationship instead of enjoying it. That's not a good place to be. That's not a good place to be. You know, don't marry someone out of pity. Oh, he's getting old and he has now come to me for marriage. Ah, let me just marry him. Let me just marry her because so that the person will be fine. You know, let me just help, help him, help her. That is not a reason to marry someone, you know? The other thing I want to talk about is arranged marriage. Arranged marriage. You know, this may be by both parents or friends for some selfish reasons. You just arrange, keep following up these two people, following up these two people. Our children, they will marry each other because we've been close family members. So we want our children to marry each other. (laughs) So when a marriage is between two people, when it's arranged by any other person, the people get married because other people wanted them to do so, not because they chose to marry each other. Yes, because I've seen situations like this. You know, they, 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 these people even discovered that. One of them even discovered that what I'm seeing about this person is not the best. But because the mom, the parents want him to marry the person and the other person's uh, parents want her to marry and they, they just went into, into it, you know? And that's not, they, they, they have not been finding it funny, okay? Such marriage will be based on other people, person's reference and not on individual spouse's personal knowledge and conviction about each other. And this kind of foundation could create room for distrust Except the couple decides to be each other, to be for each other, and not for the people who arrange the marriage. But it's many times it's difficult. Except you do that before you get married. Once you get married, based on the foundation of they want us to marry together, you know, they, they often lose sight of the need to examine each other's personalities, character, among others, to be sure that they're able to live with them. Their conviction is based on other person's reference of each other. Now, let me say that this is different from matchmaking or recommendation. There is recommendation, there is matchmaking. If someone says, hmm, I think this person is a good material. So you now go to meet that person and then you begin to discover the person, you discover each other to actually confirm whether the, what has been said about them is true. And then if it is so, fine. So you, in, in, in recommendation or matchmaking, people have the opportunity of investigating things about each other, understanding each other. You know, they are mature people and nobody is forcing them to marry. Nobody is insisting they should marry. But in this other case, you know, just because we want you to marry, want to continue. And at the end of the day, the relationship they are trying to continue does not continue. Okay? okay let me also mention... Pregnancy, you know, there are some difficult situations where two people driven by hormones engage in sexual relationship and it results in pregnancy. 
I don't believe that they should be forced to marry each other because of this. Yes, it's wrong. They shouldn't get into that. But then, that doesn't mean that they are now fit to marry each other. Okay? So even if they um, choose to, by themselves, to marry each other at, that, at this time, uh, there should be proper counseling to ensure that it is not out of self-pity that they make this decision. Know that, oh, you are now pregnant and this is me that is responsible. Okay, let me just marry you. We need to counsel them properly to be sure that they really have conviction about each other and they want to go into it. So becoming pregnant while in sexual relations with someone is not a proof that both people are fit to marry each other. So it should not be a reason to insist that both individuals should do so. And this is what I believe. I, I don't think that because someone has gotten pregnant for the other simply means they must marry and they must be forced to get married to each other. It might not be the best thing for them, okay? Now, the other one I would like to mention is compensation. Okay, In this scenario, someone seeks to marry the other because uh, they have shown them kindness in one way or the other. It could be that the person helped in paying the other person's school fees, okay, or attended to them when they were sick, okay, or stood by them when others deserted them. Therefore, uh, the best compensation the dim fit is to marry each other. Uh, this is usually one of them will just propose it. Uh, let's just, uh, I think you have done so much for me. I, I, I give you myself for marriage. You can marry me. Or I want to marry you because you have done this for me. <laughs> At the point of making this kind of decision, they fail to realize that it's all based on mere emotions. In reality, there is no strong affection or attraction that can sustain a marriage. Now you discover that midway into marriage, one will realize that the other person's affection is with someone else and they struggle with being intimate. And that's the kind of thing that can crash a marriage, you know? So I'm married to this person, but my, my affection is actually to someone else out there who I am attracted to, you know? Okay, so let me just conclude by saying in marriage readiness, every individual should do well to avoid getting married around these scenarios okay in the next episode we'll discuss doing your due diligence before committing to marry someone i believe that these points are helpful keep enjoying more please better intimacy your relationships please remember to subscribe to my podcast and share to your contacts as well bye for now